Welcome to another episode of Hype Woman the Podcast. So today I'm going to do a little update and a bit of reflecting um, because a lot has been happening in the background. Um, in the last month we moved to a whole new neighborhood and I don't know if you've ever moved with two kids and it's it's been quite an adjustment you know we we still have boxes lying around um in some parts it feels very settled but in other parts everything's still very new and very different and so you know how things are when something's new it's very fascinating and it's very um mysterious in some parts and you're like well, I wonder what this is about. So yeah, we have we have a garden. And for the first time in seven years, we have our own garden. And having a garden in South Africa is completely different to having a garden in Germany. Because in South Africa, um, you know, the climate is different. And we did not have... Um, such a strong sense of defined seasons. We didn't have um, crazy cold winters. And so a lot of the vegetation is just very subtropical. Whereas in Germany, the, the vegetation is just very different. And so I'm just discovering a whole new world. And um, I was in the garden the other day and I noticed this really really tall tree and it looked something like a Christmas tree but it wasn't um, and the the leaves they they have this very interesting shape it almost looks like a fan and and then I researched the tree because that's what you do you google stuff when you don't know what it is and you have this little inkling of a curiosity and um, so yeah, I, I, I googled it and it turned out to be a ginkgo tree and I must have heard ginkgo tree like years ago or just the word ginkgo um, and I knew that it had some kind of health implications and so of course the fascination just led me down a whole rabbit hole of hmm, I wonder what I could use this tree for. Could I make some tea? Or what are the health benefits? And, um, and that was really fascinating. So um, we then, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then I started to wonder, like, you know, what happens to this tree in autumn? Is it going to change color? Is it going to lose its leaves? Um, yeah, all of those things. And, um and a few days after that, I, I went to my old neighborhood um, and um, went for a walk with my neighbor, well, rather my old neighbor. Um, and, you know, like our old neighborhood is, is just amazing. There's just like, like a whole forest out there. And just the way the sun shines through the leaves in autumn, it's just magical. So, yeah, so I was going through the old neighborhood, which I've been through so many times before. But then I started to see things with fresh eyes. I started to notice ginkgo trees on a part that I've always done before. Only this time, like, I just couldn't stop noticing ginkgo trees. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that there's so many ginkgo trees in our neighborhood. 
And um, yeah, and then I researched this thing, you know, like if there's a theory or a science that explains why we notice something more often after we've noticed it for the first time. And and then it happened again. So we 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 also um we also got an au pair recently and um her name is Anya. And I've never heard the name Anya before, at least I, I not not in my circle. Um and the day we were meant to have this first conversation with her, um yeah. The next day I was at um at a grocery store in the neighborhood and um there was a lady with her child and uh, and then she started to speak to me and she's like hey by the way are you noel's mummy and i was like yes i am and now my child noel she wasn't with us on that day um but i was just interested in that her daughter recognized recognized me and so um and then, yeah, we made conversation and she seemed really, really interesting, really nice. And then we swapped numbers and I was like, hey, so what is your name? And she said, wait for it, Anya. And I thought, no way, this is crazy. I'm like hearing this name twice in, in two consecutive days. And, and then I came home and, you know, like I said, we still have boxes lying around from the unpacking. And some of these boxes we got from old friends who who also um, used these boxes in the last year or so. And so on one of these boxes, there was the name Anya again. <laughs> so I was like, what? This is weird. This must be a confirmation that we need to get this au pair. And yeah, I don't know. Like, has this ever happened to you? Um, maybe when you're pregnant and you notice other pregnant women or if you trying to make up your mind if you should buy a certain brand of a car and then you start to see this brand everywhere on the road I mean it's just crazy or maybe there's an explanation after all so yeah after googling hello google what is this phenomenon I found out that this phenomenon is known as the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Um, and it sounds so German, because it is. Um, and you can look this up. Um, so yeah, the Bader-Meinhof gang is where this phenomenon comes from. It was also known as a Red Army faction. So it's a West German terrorist group that was active in the 1970s. And you probably wonder how the name of a terrorist gang became attached to the concept of a frequency illusion. Well, just as you might suspect, it appears that it was born of the phenomenon itself. It may go back to a discussion board in the mid-1990s when someone became aware of the Bader-Meinhof gang then heard and then they heard there's several more mentions of it within a short period so lacking a better phrase to use the concept simply became known as bader meinhof phenomenon and it stuck but you know it's commonly called the frequency illusion so essentially it's an it's a cognitive bias 
which occurs when increased awareness of something creates the illusion that it is appearing more often. So this is kind of how the algorithms work and they just keep feeding you information that you want to see. So the illusion is a process that involves two cognitive biases. One is the selective attention bias when we give it when we give attention to something but we ignore all the surrounding stuff. Um, then this is followed by a confirmation bias when we're when we're the thing that we're looking at is supported by um, the hypothesis while disregarding potential counter evidence which contains which confirms that we are living in a reality that we create through the things that we choose to focus on and this can be both positive and negative the negative being that we can be so focused on the ginkgo tree that we fail to see the magnolia tree just across the side, the, 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 um, just across the yard. Um, and yeah, so when you're surrounded by one type of people, you tend not to consider or focus on the fact that someone totally different, um, living in the same neighborhood, but maybe a different class, experiences a whole different reality that you're experiencing. Um, so yeah, you, you don't have any frame of reference for what the other person is experiencing. And, and since people aren't aware of this, that this is a bias that they are actually experiencing, you don't realize that your brain is tricking you into your own perceived reality, which may not sometimes, which may not be bad. Sometimes this is to protect you. Um... But yeah, it also makes you unrelatable to your neighbor or to your colleague. Um, so yeah, and and you can you can grow your circle of awareness by noticing the things that is of importance to your neighbor or to the groups that you exclude. And another negative trait is that when we have, for instance, men in medical research or in decision-making spaces in companies, making decisions for women's bodies, or making decisions for women. There is a disregard given to how much resources goes towards researching diseases, or particular, specific to women's bodies. Um, I know that there was a lady, um, a researcher, um, who had ovarian cancer, and she had so many misdiagnoses because there just wasn't sufficient uh, medical research given to um, the symptoms, um, the, the, the early stage symptoms of ovarian cancer. And y y eventually when, when it was discovered that she had ovarian cancer, it was already too far down the line. And then, but she used her the last few months of her life to just raise awareness that there needs to be more funding, more research given to diseases that affect women. And I found that really interesting, um, which also brings you back to a lot of discussions about, you know, um, the cars that we drive, are they, are they designed, um, are seatbelts designed to fit women's bodies? 
um, bearing in mind the average woman in various countries differ. Um, and yeah, so, so you know, um, we see over years that women have had to shapeshift to fit into cultures that don't necessarily bring out the best in them. And, you know, it can create imbalance in the world um, and that there is no objective reality. Um, you know, workspaces, workspaces are very male dominated culturally. It is very much, you know, the whole idea. You work a nine to five job because uh, traditionally women would stay at home to take care of the kids. What about flexible work times to cater for women who want to take care of their kids and have a career? So, you know, all of these things can be normalized if women are just part of the decision-making process because they can give voice, they can give perspective to the things that affect women. Um, maybe sick days once a month for women who are menstruating. Um, but yeah, all of these things, you know, will shape a whole new reality. Um, we see that marketers, digital marketing, use frequency illusion to persuade consumers to buy things by ensuring that we see the same product several times. So this confirms our need for such a product. Um, and again, this can be vital for, for us to do research before we decide that we need this super hydrating face cream just because it pops up onto our feed several times a day. Um, but how can we make the frequency illusion work for us? Now, if you're a team lead at your company and you want to try to encourage or empower your team to sort of you know, create a different work culture. You can, yeah, you can, you can discover or you can decide on values like sustainability, diversity, or innovation. You decide on these key words that you would like to see materialize in your team. You could break it down even smaller, like generosity, kindness, um, all these things that you want to see your team, you know, actively live out. Take a few minutes each day and discuss these key values with your team and then create a micro process where you notice these key words like innovation, like generosity, and then acknowledge it and then get your team members to do the same. And then you just become more aware, more conscious of how you are basically creating the reality that you want to envision or to live out. And you can try the same with your kids or at home with your with your partner. Um, especially if you want to change the way things are in your current situation. Um, instead of always reacting to, oh my goodness, the recession is so bad... And we don't have enough of, we don't, you know, the work, um, the job situations are so scarce and uh, it's so hard to find a job. But then use this process to actively seek out the kind of situations or the kind of people that you want to be surrounded by 
and you'll start to sort of I know a lot of you people who are like into manifestation will be like yeah well that's how manifestation works yes but you know you're a part of the reality that you create for your life it's not about life just happening to you once you realize that you are an empowered being that you get to choose on a very micro level the life that you create you start to notice the positives you start to watch step by step day by day moment by moment a life that you want to grow and so i hope that this encourages you to really look at your life sort of through a magnifying glass and really see how our intentions play a role in everything you know there's a saying um that you know we always say that the grass is greener on the other side there's a saying that the grass is greener where you water it and yeah it kind of like affirms that what you focus on is the reality that you start to manifest so yeah with with those with those things in mind maybe take a second to think about your life and think about the life that you want to live think about what you really want and then create that's it from now have a wonderful week